Welcome to Making an Impression, the sketches with a voice, indeed several voices, we haven't heard on the show before, courtesy of the brilliant Francine Lewis. She's joined by the equally brilliant Danny Posthill. We had to overcome some technical difficulties, so the sound quality isn't as good as it normally is, so apologies for that. Francine unfurls her wonderful impressions of Sharon Osborne, Stacey Solomon and Amy Childs, while Danny treats us to Piers Morgan, Eamon Holmes and Joe Wicks, plus many, many more from both of them. Three sketches, two of which we cocked up. I say we, me. Plenty of insightful chat, anecdotes and laughs. Enjoy. Welcome to Making an Impression, the sketches, and today I'm delighted to have a a new face and a new voice to the show, all the way from Hertfordshire. It's Francine Lewis. Francine, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Really excited to be here today with you, Simon and Danny. Um, Me and Danny have known each other for a while. We've we've done sketches together. Yeah. So always working with Danny. Um, But yeah, I know you have all the greats on your show, Simon's. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. And uh, you've, you've mentioned him already. And uh, so let's welcome all the way from Faversham, where I think you've been doing some gigging and getting pissed and <laughs> waking, waking up too early. Yeah, you know what I mean? You've got to balance it out, haven't you, Simon? Um, well, listen, I didn't stay up as late as everybody else last night because I knew I had this. I was professional. Three o'clock was my limit. I said, I've got this today, you know. Of course. Um, but no, it was uh, it was, it was nice because I'd, I'd done some new material last night. Me and a comedian called Jack Gledow. I pronounced his second name right because I was doing a gig with him once and I introduced him on as Jack Gledow. And he went, Dan, it's Jack Gledo as in Meadow, not Gledo as in Pedo. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, no, it was great working with Jack. And Jack, Jack was like, I says, well, how do you want to do this, mate? I said, do you want to go on first or I'll go on first? Because I'm never normally bothered. Do you know what I mean? But then the problem is, Simon, as you well know, you know yourself as well, Francine, when someone goes on before you and they're smashing it and you're thinking, oh, he couldn't let me go on first, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then today, I mean, to be fair, I had a good one after him. I was delighted. When new stuff lands, it's always great. And then, so we're doing the same again tonight. It's a nice little room, 30 people. And I think that's what you want when you're trying out new stuff, don't you? Yeah. Oh, that's a perfect room. Like 30 to 60 people is absolutely perfect. I love it when it's intimate. Um, and I'm I'm one of these people. I either like intimacy or literally hundreds, you know, yeah. thousands even like on BGT but I feel like there is a middle road where it can be a bit especially in corporate they're they're, they're kind of tough really because if you've had got 600 people in a room and there's just you standing there doing some impressions and a bit it's it's quite tough when you do a corporate and you turn up and there's just screens massive screens all over and you're thinking oh here we go there's just gonna be too many people from be able to handle all this you know um, and 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 if, and if people are after the finished dinner, the last thing I want to be doing is watching a screen. It is true. I, I used to occasionally do corporates without doing any impressions, or you know, the idea wasn't really to to go in and do a do a, a bit, you know, do an act. It was to what, what do they call you? A facilitator? Is that what you're called? Yeah. You're in front of you know maybe five hundred people, and um, you can have some fun with that. But it, it's I found it actually quite interesting and fun. Lots of things to think about. Lots of things you've got to you know because you've got to keep making announcements and 
all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But there's a lot. They're up. For, they're up for having the piss taken out of them. I tend to find with with corporates. Whereas if you're just doing an act and it's gone, make me laugh. I find that I used to yeah. find that much much harder. Corporates are you know a bit of a double edged sword. They pay well, but they can be <laughs> really horrible. Yeah. yeah. No, they can. And I mean, there's times I've been booked to do two hours just hosting something. Yeah. But then basically you've got to have, like you said, Sam, you've got to have your mic on you all the time and like, oh, can can you do this or can you say this or yeah. you know. Or can you take the mick out of so-and-so? Can you take the mick? I mean, I've done gigs before, like in work and men's clubs in particular. And uh, you turn up, are you the comedian, mate? Yeah. Can you take the mick out of so-and-so sitting at the front? Yeah. Can you oh, call yeah. them this? And what, what they're telling me to call them is racist. I'm going, mate, like, I'm, I'm not going to say that. It's not what I do. Yeah. Oh, well, I thought you were a comedian, son. I'm like, oh, God, what have I walked into here? You know. Yeah, or, or the other one you get, the other one I used to get was, um, you know, you do you do a couple of impressions, and then the, the the you know the the guy running the thing who's you know from the from the company, he'll come up to you and go, "You're Michael Caine." He say, "Listen, let me give you a tip." Oh, I know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Or I've got a, a, a little joke you could try in that voice of you know Chris Eubank. Is is a joke for you? You like it? Yeah. Both of you our former Britain's Got Talent finalists. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a bit later, but I tell you what, why don't we get cracking on a sketch? Uh, yeah. And then we'll, we'll move on to that. Yeah. Um, why don't we take on this one? This is called Sharon and Ozzy's Living Room. And it's written by uh, one of our favourite writers, Kev Hopgood. Uh, thanks for this sketch, Kev. And um, it involves Sharon, Ozzy and Piers. Now, <clears throat> I have done Ozzy on the show before, and I, with... with uh, limited success, but I'm going to give it a shot. Okay, so you're obviously Danny's Peers. Yeah, is so good. And of course, Sharon, we've got we've got oh, Francine to do Sharon Osborne. So, well, let let's get on. I think is there a bit in here where we all have to do something? No, I'm just sometimes these uh, sketches are written with sort of odd sound effects. I've, and stuff, I've but... looked through this. Is, oh, this is longer than my book that I've just. <laughs> It is it is a long sketch, but we're gonna we're gonna give it energy. We're gonna give it energy. So here we go. It's Let's give the energy. Sharon and Ozzy's living room and Sharon has just drawn the curtains. You know what, Mrs. That is disgusting. Of those dogs of yours crapped in the living room again. No, there's a naked man sprawled all over the sofa. That's not a naked man. That's Piers Morgan. Any chance for a couple? Cover yourself up, you great lump. What's Piers Morgan doing on our sofa? I think he went out for a drink with him. For the love of God, why? He was buying. You got any paracetamol? Ozzy, you can afford to buy your own drinks. You don't have to spend time with this gobshite. Steady on, old girl. Don't you call me old girl. And is that morning glory I can see? It's just the way the sheets are folded. I'll put the kettle on, shall I? Die of thirst in this house. When's he going? Well, you know what, Sharon? I'd like to talk to you about that. You didn't invite him to stay. It's just Jim Bieber all over again. Took ages to get rid of the little shit. I have a business proposition. I spoke to your husband about it last night. Ozzy? Uh, I can't remember fuck all. My TV career has suffered a slight hiccup recently. Torpedo, more like. Hole beneath the waterline. Whatever. My agent says I need a way back into people's living rooms. Apart from going to pub halls with easily manipulated simpletons. Sharon, where are the tea bags? 
in the cupboard. What fucking cupboard? We've decided to go down the reality TV route. People love that stuff. Great British Bake Off, Love Island, I'm Celebrity. I'd buy good money to say Piers Morgan eating the kangaroo's wanger. Yeah, but my idea's much better than that. Sofa surfing with Piers Morgan, a newly unemployed and homeless former celebrity is forced to cohabit with clearly unsuitable housemates. Sharon, the milk's off. Fierce and fresh outside. It's like living with a child. I'll be filmed on location in various celebs' houses for as long as they put me up, up with me. And of course, you thought of us. You invited the genre. Please say yes. I've flown all the way from LA, and the only hotel I can afford is incompetent. Oh, yeah, I don't want to go down there, mate. It's worse than Sparkbrook. When do you want to start? Well, there's no time like the present. You know, Ozzy, while you're in the kitchen, as you rustle it up a full English, I'm absolutely starving. What am I, you fucking skivvy? Sharon, where are the eggs? Oh, God, give me strength. Yes, we did it. <laughs> it, it, it was a long sketch. <laughs> that was good. It really made me laugh when um, I just got visions of Sharon telling Piers Morgan that he's got morning glory. I mean, it's not the vision you sort of want in your head at this time. Oh, of no. <laughs> I didn't know if we could swear or not. I wasn't sure if we could say any swear yeah, words. Yeah, absolutely. We, we 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 go for it. And really, I would have said, "Oh fuck off, Piers." <laughs> I'm, so I'm so upset I didn't add all the F's in because I was really wanting to do that. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have I should have said that at the, at the outset. And you, you know, swear as much as you like. It was a lovely impression that Francine, um, because you you've got all that kind of that. It's a slightly sort of. There's something about her voice that doesn't feel real it doesn't feel like a real voice it feels like a voice that she's learned or, or, or puts on and you you've really yeah. captured that what what are the kind of things that you're looking for when you you know you're taking a voice like that well sharon's an amazing person to do because she has so many ups and downs so you know she'll go you know what miss is and it can all be like this lulu and fabulous darlings and then it can also go like how dare you <laughs> she can be all fuck you, Piers Morgan, or she can be very over the top. Yeah, there's also a, a kind of um, an infantile sound about it, like almost like a little, or she's yeah. almost babying the, the voice. Exactly, it's a baby voice that comes into it, and yeah. it can go a bit like an old lady as well, you know? Yeah, it's really, I love how you just play with it. Do you know what I mean? I love how you're just playing with the pictures of it, and you just like. You know what I mean? You just look like you're having so much fun with it. That's what I love to see. Well, when I do characters, personally, I have to adopt the whole character. So I kind of feel like I've embodied them. So it's a lot to do with facial expressions, mannerisms. So like I said, when I'm doing Sharon, it's very, ooh, and it's all like this with the eyes and fabulous and dare and over the top. And it's, you just have to embody that person and yeah. her character. And that's how I've always done my impressions. Yeah. Sometimes it'll be the mannerisms that I will connect with before the voice. It's weird. You know, my very, very first impression, I don't know if Danny will ever remember Alexis from Dynasty, um, but when I started doing Joan Collins, I mean, I was, I started doing impressions at six. 
So I was this really little girl who used to watch all these American soaps because my mum was obsessed with them. And then I would make my own cigarette and go, Hugly, how dare you converging into my office, <laughs> giving me orders. Don't you realise Alexis Moran, Carrington, Kilby, Deathfield speaking to And I would literally adopt being Joan Collins. Yeah. At this, you know, and Sue Ellen, where she used to caress her bottle of her glass, or and you know, and all the expressions come yeah. before the actual. Point. But that's me. It's very well. It's very interesting that because you're 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 I, I guess approaching it almost from an, an an actor's perspective because you're taking on a lot of the characteristics, a lot of the movements, a lot. I mean, see, I, it, we've had this conversation on on the pod in the past because I'm a voice bloke, right? So I'm doing voices. I'm just thinking, can I get the voice <laughs> somewhere near? And I forget to do the stuff. So when I was on stage as a, as a stand-up, I really had to force myself. You know, if I was doing Chris Eubank, I would have to force myself to stand. You know, where he used to stand with his gloves, his hands. Yeah, I do that when I'm Chris. <laughs> you know, and then I'd, ha and, and I'd have to... Sort of to go a little bit sideways on, you know, and then to start to do this sort of thing, you know. But it, it took me a while to learn. That came after for me. So, you know. Um, I've got videos of being on stage doing Chris because I've watched them back and I, I would to completely like pretend I was this guy going, one of them, some of a bus, you know. Obviously, it's a podcast, so I'm going to vouch for the fact that I'm watching uh, Francine do all of these beautiful movements, uh, particularly when you and when you were doing Joan Collins just now. You 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 completely inhabited the the physicality of Joan Collins. Oh, Danny, love her. Danny, we talked about Piers Morgan when you were on the show with uh, Darren Altman, and you both did uh, did a version of Piers, and and they were both completely different but yet both completely authentic. And did, I remember you saying that you, when you listened to Darren do his version, that it actually it actually gave you some notes to, you know, that inform your own. Yeah, I mean, I find when I do peers, and me and Francine had this conversation on the phone, and I says, when I, because I was a bit like, I was saying to you, well, I'm, I'm not really, I, I don't think it's there, me peers, Morgan, and you were going, Danny, you need to do it, it's brilliant, right? So um, I can only do a certain aspect of him, you know. You know, I'm speaking of mannerisms, you know. You know, he throws his arms up in the air, you know. Oh, he's throwing a tantrum, like he's a child, you know. And um, that's the only thing I can, I can do, the high version of him, where I can't do him as if he's, like, talking, like he's, he's sort of, in, you know what I mean, getting into something. Do you think that's the, the, what you've, effectively got with peers is you, you've kind of started with a, almost like a you found a hook which is that that, yeah, kind yeah, of that, yeah. that thing right and then you you've you've worked your way into the impression from that hook rather than you yeah, know sort of and it's, it's starting weird. from the ground it's up weird because when i do eamon holmes right so i do this gag in me about well in one of my other sets about eamon holmes and i talk about the fact that um you know there was a woman on this morning who claims that she has sex with ghosts you know um, but, the, 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 but what Eamon should have said, because Eamon's got this really relaxed voice when he's presenting something, hasn't he, you know? Um, yeah. So when, when I introduce the, the, the gag, I say, this is what Eamon should have said to the woman. Do you know what I mean? Before he introduced her, he should have said, um, so welcome back. Uh, we've got a lady coming on who claims that, um, claims that um, she has sex with ghosts. Isn't that just called masturbation? <laughs> you know, like... That's so funny! And that's... <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. That's brilliant, Danny. I haven't seen your aim, but that's so funny. Yeah. 
It's like the face things, isn't it? Yeah. I noticed, yeah, yeah you, you um, again, I have to vouch for this for, to our audience, but when you did Eamon there, the way he, he stretches his bottom oh. bottom lip, you just did that. And I don't know whether you were doing that deliberately or whether it just it just comes with the I voice. I think it's the instinctiveness, isn't it, of, of, of watching? Because yeah. I've heard you talk to other impressionists about all this. You know, because some are like, like Alistair McGowan, he's a technician, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can see he, he sort of dissects everything, doesn't he, you know? Um, but with me, I, I see I'm quite lazy in, in, the, in the fact that I just watch people and then I sort of soak it up and then hope for the best and then hope for the best when the voice comes out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the interesting thing about, about, you know, talking to other impressionists is, is the, there are so many techniques. There are so many ways into voices. There's, there is no single method and we all come at it in, in, in our own d different ways. Um, Let's have a little chat about Britain's Got Talent because both of you went on Britain's Got Talent. I've, I've went and had a look back at your original auditions and your subsequent performances, and you both absolutely blasted the place wide open. It's interesting because I, I was asked to go on Britain's Got Talent four four times, and I I didn't Ooh. want yeah, and I didn't want to go on because I haven't got the <laughs> I haven't got the balls to go on really, and, and I probably by the time they asked me, I was already pretty so pretty much retired but uh, francine what was in your mind so you're, you're going on there you know you you can do great impressions did you have a mindset you know was it or were you just doing your act this is how i do my act and it, it'll go how it goes okay so it's a brilliant question simon um personally for me when britain's got talent approached me i was 100 percent no there was a no, there's no way I'm going on. Because I did a talent show back in the late 90s called The Big, Big Talent Show with Jonathan Ross. Yeah, yeah. And I, I did really well on that show and it propelled me into my TV career. So I felt like, how can I go on another TV talent show? And I'd come out of um, the, the industry for quite a while having the children. I'd lost all the confidence that I used to have. I've been the most confident person. Mm. Like nothing fazed me or worried me. And all of a sudden, I've got to go on a show. I was, I, I've always crushed on Simon Cow. I know you can all think that's weird. Wow. But the thought of like going in front of Simon Cow and I was just terrified of the thought and I didn't think I could do it. Um, so I kept saying no. And um, I went and I met the producers and uh, I felt a bit more confident. And then last minute, Simon, I pulled out. I said, I can't, I don't want to do the audition. And one of the producers very sweetly rung me up and he calmed me down and said, come on. He said, Francine, you know, I'm, I know this is going to be brilliant for you. And when I went that morning, I, I got myself into a mindset, 100%. I was terrified. I was nervous. And nerves doesn't work for me. Mm. If I'm nervous, that's not a good sign. But weirdly enough, I was walking up the stairs to do an interview and Simon was walking down and we met, he, he stopped to talk to me and he said to me, hello, Francine. And I thought, oh, because <laughs> we did meet years ago. Yeah. He, he, I did ever remember. And he said, what are you doing here today? And I said, something you hate, comedy, you know, impressions. And he said, yes, but I really like you. And that gave me the boost. That gave me the boost. But before I went on, Simon, there was three people. They take you down in little groups. The three people before me, um, so they left me right till the end at, at night, got buzzed, and, and the audience was shouting, off, off, off. And I remember saying to Ant and Dick, oh, my God, I'm, I can't go out there. There's no way. And they literally pushed me onto the stage. And when I walked on and I got this amazing cheer, 
oh, I just felt, it just felt so nice. And then I did my first impression, got that first massive laugh yeah. and clap. And that was it. I loved every single second of it. Like every bit of confidence just came back. It's a very knife edge thing, confidence, isn't it? And I used to do, you know, go to a club like the Comedy Store or Jonglers. And that, you know, they, they, these were big deals for me. Uh, you're, talk, you're talking big audiences. There's a lot of prestige involved. And, you, you know, every time, just before I go on, I think, oh, God, look at the audience. They're going to hate me. Oh, there's a whole bunch of, there's a hen knight over there. There's a stag do over there. They're going to hate me. Everyone's going to hate me. And you go on and you have to force yourself to just go for the thing that you do, right? Just go for it. it. And yeah. when you get that first laugh, that's it. You're away. You're confident. You can, you, you, you know, you sort of, you, you can rely on the rest of your act now because you, you know that you've trusted yourself just enough to get over that first little hump. And we, and we were just talking about this, Danny, just off air, weren't we? The fact that, because Francine mentioned coming on after a lot of booing and hissing for a previous act. Well, do you know what? Actually, sorry to interrupt you, but them, how loud are them buzzers, Francine, by the way? Oh. Honestly, <laughs> you see it on the telly, but when you are there backstage and you were at you go, Jesus Christ. And, and, and it's bad enough that you're nervous anyway, you know? It's true. And actually, they filmed me jumping because they gave me quite a long, they left me to, <laughs> I was very, very fortunate with how they they gave me such an amazing, air, they gave me amazing airtime, basically. They put me on right at the end. They showed all my little bits and they showed me sitting at the back, jumping every yeah, time I heard that. Honestly, Sam, and you would not believe how loud them buzzers are. It's, it's like, and especially as well when you're hearing off, and, and like you say, I mean, junglers and places like that. I've spoken to comics who've said that, you know, but I mean, I've gigged at junglers just before it sort of, you know, folded. And um, I still haven't been paid off them, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they folded, didn't they? And I was owed money from this gig and I, I didn't get paid and this, that, and the other. But, um, anyway, that's another story. But honestly, you turn up to a gig and you, you, like you say, Simon, you see an end party, you see stagger. Then you're just going, ah, oh, this is unplayable. But then once you see the MC going on and be brilliant, and you go, oh well, actually it is, it is. And if I can't do it, then it's obviously must be me because he's smashing yeah. it now, you know, or she's smashing it now. We were talking about I, me going, doing a comedy store gig, and I went on after Phil Nickel. And and if, if, if people listening don't know Phil Nickel, he is extraordinary, um, and he's like a, a force of nature, isn't he? Man? I mean, Michael McIntyre wouldn't want to follow Phil Nickel. Do you know what I mean? He's that good. But I got lucky because I I, I just about rode in on his coattails, you know, because but some that can go the other way, of course. That can be someone was brilliant, and you've come on and you've just killed them all, and they hate you. Listen, we um we are uh, today we're on Zoom for reasons that I won't bore you with but it does mean we are it does mean we're slightly uh, pushed for time so we're going to do the second sketch this is by uh, Jennifer Walker Jennifer's again another regular writer for us and we've got Stacy Solomon we've got Michael McIntyre so that's uh, those are shoe-ins for uh, Francine and uh, for Danny I'm going to do Keith Lemon I can't do Keith Lemon I'm just going to do someone north like that, that's all I've got, really. And then we've also got Amy Childs for Francine, and I'll do Alan Carr because it's only a tiny little line. And then, Danny, you've got Jimmy Carr, who you've done on the show before, I think. And those are all the voices. So this is um, Jennifer Walker's sketch, and we start with uh, with Stacey Solomon. Oh, oh welcome to a special episode of 
Well, we'll be declaring home of none other than Michael McIntyre. Uh, thank you so much for coming, Stacey. I really need your help. It's my collection of celebrities, you see. It's out of control. My wife was very tolerant until she found Sia swinging from the chandeliers. Oh, well, don't worry, Michael. I've been to the loo swimming Christmas parties. Oh, nothing to shock me. Let's start in the kitchen. Um, everything is in place here. Just don't open the fridge. Oh, you, you've caught me rummaging through your solid drawers. You're not going to make me get out, are you? Lemons, gold, squishy and fruit ball. Yeah, and you too, Jasper Garrett. Uh, so I think... Oh, oh, yeah, I was, going to, I was Sorry. just I was thinking going to move on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bit. You know what I'm like? I'm from Essex. I'm a bit different. It's okay. Sorry. I'll move on to my line and we can carry on. How marvellous. So I think the... Oh, so terrible. Oh, this is a nightmare. This is a nightmare. Um, okay, so I think the biggest problem I've got is the child's room. Susie, Susie, when hand you take differently, if you're throwing me out with all my boxes of hair extensions, I'm going to need Pickford. Oh, perhaps we should leave Amy to pack her lip fillers. What do you keep in your garage? That's same as any normal person, just a couple of cars. Look. Oh, no, Jimmy, you tie him up and I'll drive the getaway car. But even if we do get Graham Norton out of the way, how do we decide which one of us gets his chat show? Uh, sorry, lads, time to go. I think that's it now, Stacey. You've helped me clear out all of my celebrity clutter. Excellent. That's, we got there in the end. <laughs> oh, oh, hang on, there's more. Yeah, there's Shit. more. There's more. <laughs> oh my God. There's more. We should all do panto together. This would be brilliant. <laughs> what is that noise? I've printed it. It's coming from the plastic recycling bin. Oh no, I've just remembered. Oh, wow. How dare you? You're in for it, McIntyre. No one trashes the price it. Oh, no. <laughs> How dare you? I can't believe it. I'm so oh, sorry about that. That was celebrity. I should have called this celebrity anxiety attack, shouldn't we? Because we were just <laughs> like, oh, oh, it's me. Oh, it's you. It's me. It's you. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to blame the printer and not the old geezer who pressed print. OK, so that's that. Well done, YouTube, for uh, bailing me out of that absolutely embarrassing nightmare. Um, so, uh, well, that was really good. The uh, Stacey Solomon is just beautiful. You've got all Incredible. that twittering. She's interesting, isn't she, actually, Francine, because she is not stupid. She is really sharp. She's bright as a button. And it feels a bit like it's an act, a lot, lot of that stuff. Because I mean, I used, to, I used to do Frank Bruno, okay, and Frank Bruno, you know, well, you know, I mean, and you always thought he's this, he's this gentle, silly, Billy old giant, right? But I worked with Frank Bruno on a radio show, and he came into the studio beforehand, and he had us in fits of laughter with the most fantastic bunch of anecdotes. And you knew this guy, this guy is on top of it, sharp as a tack. And then when the show started, because it was live, he just went into the act again, you know. <laughs> and I thought it's, it's perhaps it's because that act is successful and people have, you know, taken to it. I mean, do you, do you, do you feel that with Stacey? I do. 
I do. I mean, obviously, when she started on the X Factor, it was all, oh my God, it was all like, <laughs> we all fell in love with this dipsy epic now. <laughs> but like, when you watch one of these women, she is very quite serious. You know, when she talks, it's like, me and Charlie were getting married and laugh. And she's always talking about serious things, and it goes more like that, you know. But then when she gets excited, oh my God, comes back. <laughs> <laughs> I love your actions when you do her as well because it's like someone's got some strength with the hands. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like it's sort of like it's just like Thunderbird's esque. You know, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's 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 a lovely, lovely, lovely impression that. And your McIntyre is is great, uh, Danny, because you you've captured all of the the, the, the kind of there's like a fruitiness in his voice. And that jollity, he's always, it always sounds jolly. Ha, oh, you know, he, ha, ha, he. Oh, that, that kind yeah. of the, the, uh, the, the, the yodeling thing that he does. He, ha, yeah. he, ha. And you've got all of those notes going on in the voice. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful impression. I always watch McIntyre if I want some inspiration. So when I've been doing new material last night, I'm doing new material tonight. And basically the show that I'm writing at the minute is all based on them. Um, because in Luxembourg, they've got a prime minister who's a comedian. And I just thought, well, what would happen if it happens in this country? You know, McIntyre. You know, there he is in the House of Commons. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, here we are in my favourite place. And, and one bill I would put in as Prime Minister is <laughs> I would find somebody who hands somebody over a mug of tea non-handle way round. The pain is excruciating. I love it. Yes, I love a cup of tea. You know, so I'm doing all... So, so, That's so it's not political, but what it is, is it's just sort of picking out these little observations that these comedians would spot the politicians wouldn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's great. Listen, I'm, I'm stopping you only because we've got two minutes and 28 seconds left to get a final sketch in before, oh, Zoom, yes, before final Zoom kills us. And this is called Body Coaches. I'm going to take a back seat. I don't have to do anything here. It doesn't matter that I haven't printed it. Um, <laughs> this is, as I say, Jacob Hatton, Body Coach, Joe Wicks and Gemma Collins. Away you go. Hi, I'm Joe Wicks. Welcome back to The Body Coach. Hope you've been following my healthy meal plan, full of superfoods, healthy grains and lean meats. Today's workout is a 20-minute leg, bums and tums. Five, five, five. No, five. Jim Collins, are you ready for workout? Today we'll be doing 15 moves in 15 minutes. All right, all right. Let me neck this shot. I'll actually advise a nice tonic drink like squash or electrolyte water or... How about some vino? A Vimto will be absolutely fine. Da, 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 da. Be no, be no. And since we're at it, any of your diets got booze in them, do you know what I mean? We don't really do alcohol as such. My diet's are more lean meat superfoods. How about a nice kale and berry smoothie with just a dash of whey protein powder? But will it get me smashed? It laughs at your stomach, so kind of, and you smash your fitness goals. All right, all right, enough of this. This is my channel now. Do you know what I mean? Oh, she allowed to do this. Oh, guys. Listen, I'm the GC, body coach to the stars. Today's workout is 20 drinks in 20 minutes. Grains, grapes and spirits. First wine. Drink up, Joe. All right, all right. Wine. Beer. Vodka. Oh, my God. I'm going to be sick. What a way to lose weight. Smirnoff. Now the shots. Snaps. Sambuca, Ray and Nephews. And to finish, just how you like it, Joe. Well, you know how I love to finish with a burpee. Two sets of burpees. Come on. One. One. <laughs> two. Two. 
If you enjoyed the show, why not drop us a five-star review and subscribe on Apple or Spotify or your chosen podcast platform. Check out our Making an Impression Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Voice Maestros. I'll be dropping clips of the recordings, photos and links to the shows. And there's all that and more, including all the sketches on our website, www.voicemaestros.com, where you can join our subscriber list and receive our newsletter with inside info about the show. Join us next time for another Making an Impression.